Good morning. My name is Jay Rosenthal. I'm the co-founder and president of the Business of Cannabis. This is BFC Live for Friday, July 10th, 2020. BFC Live is a video and podcast production of the Business of Cannabis. Since 2017, through our web, social, video, and podcast channels, as well as real-world and virtual events, we've highlighted the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis industry. We encourage you to explore all that we do at businessofcannabis.ca. As a reminder, all BFC Lives are available via podcast wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to us there. Upcoming, a conversation with Loic Calvez of Alcet. Business of Cannabis is protected by Alcet. They are an IT managed services company, and he's going to scare you into uh, how to protect your emails. Here's what we've been up to this week on Business of Cannabis. On Monday, Can Delta joined us to talk about sales amendments from Health Canada. They also launched their So You Want to Open a Cannabis Retail Store series this week. We're helping them get the word out and get you to read that because it is super compelling. On Tuesday... With the Vitrina Group and Figure 3, we talked about store design. On Wednesday, we did a deep dive uh, into edibles with BDSA. Our Insights partner, their co-founder and president, Liz Tahura, joined us on BFC Live. Uh, yesterday, we pushed out a job of the week from our partners at Cannabis at Work. They are recruiting for a head of production in Coquitlam, BC. We also featured a conversation on BFC Live with Farrell Miller of Urban Green Cannabis Company. Today in our newsletter, there is a psychedelics update from our sister publication report on psychedelics. As well, we have some events coming up, one of which I can talk about now. The rest we will announce next week. We are pleased to announce on August 27th, we've partnered with ICA Washington and Diversity Talk for a Cannabis Forward event titled Social Equity in Practice. Look for more information on our website and social channels and sign up for that. You will not want to miss it. As I said, we have other events we're announcing next week, so stay tuned for that. As always, follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and on our website, businessofcannabis.ca. Thank you to our ongoing partners, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, CanDelta and BDSA, as well as Elsit, who you'll hear from in a moment, and... Stay tuned for more announcements about ongoing partners, which we will talk about next week. Now, this conversation with Loa Calvez of Alcet talking email security, malware, and how your constantly full inbox may be a major threat to your IT security personally, but also to your business. Enjoy that conversation. You will learn a lot and enjoy your day. Calvez, nice to see you. Hello. Every time we talk, I get a little more panicked, but you're going to talk me down from this latest panic. I've read your piece that's now on Business of Cannabis. And the first question is, is email really that dangerous? And um, I, I don't love the answer, but go ahead. <laughs> well, spoiler alert. I mean, the answer is yes. Right. Unfortunately, email, I mean, it is the number one attack vector at the moment. And for a couple of reasons, I mean, one of them, it is ubiquitous. I mean, it's impossible to run a business and even today our personal lives, at least for us, without having email in one form or the other. And because it's so easy to send so many of them, it makes it a very easy attack vector for cyber criminals out there where I mean, it's quite easy to send a couple of millions of them. And I mean, as I said in there, even if you get a one in a million, well, that's still a couple. So it's, <laughs> it's simple, it's low cost and it works. And, and then what, what is a, I mean, there's, there's actually two questions because we've been 
we've been at home for several several months so there's sort of the the personal email and how to protect that but there's also the corporate sort of structure for email and IT and those things seem to be intersecting a lot with being at home a lot what 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 are the what are the uh, real risks I guess and then we can talk about sort of the the fixes or the protection on it well, the real risk, I mean, we talked about it last month. I mean, phishing is the first point where there's the, the whole, the good old trying to grab your identity data from you, everything else. But now, I mean, there's the, also the other vector, which is malware. I mean, it's as, it can be as simple as a link and attachment. And similar to, to the phishing part, they're trying to imbue some sense of urgency in what they're going to do. And I mean, on the business side, the people that get exposed the most is usually account receivable and account payables, where they'll receive an email saying urgent PO, large quantity, need it now. And well, you want to click on it. I mean, you're a business, you're in there to sell. I mean, it's kind of tempting. Or it will be the email. I mean, there's been a couple of classic ones around pretending to be a carrier like a UPS or a DHL and something like that saying that your shipment got misplaced. And I mean, and it is a little signs in there. I mean, some of those come with an attached zip that's encrypted. I mean, I understand you may have a package that's locked somewhere that may need help. It happens. I mean, especially a business, you always have some things in transit, but why would DHL send you an encrypted zip and then give you the password to the email? <laughs> <laughs> And, and by the way, the reason they do that is quite simple, is a lot of the old generation tools were not able to look in encrypted emails. And it would just let them pass through saying, eh, I couldn't watch that one, good luck. <laughs> and, and, that's the, and, and that's the thing, in, in the piece you talk about, I mean, s some systems getting the emails before you get them, so before the people who are receiving the emails actually see them, same for sort of emails on the way out. Like what are the different protocols we should all be thinking about as we set up our corporate email accounts? And, I mean, and it goes back to defensive depth, where you're trying to have a layered defense around you, where nothing is magic, nothing will block everything. And by having multiple steps is how you can block a lot of these things. And the further they are away from you, the safer it is for you. I mean, for example, in email, one thing you get is easy to do is what's called an email gateway that will actually get all the emails before you do. And what you can do is do some inspection there. So if something happens, something gets detected, some malware gets taken in there, then it happens outside of your computer in a safe place far, far away from you, and everything is done before you even get it. So on the business side, it makes a lot of some of these things easier. On the personal side, it, it gets a bit more murky where you have, just have to be more careful. But also, I mean, there's also less reason to get emails from pure strangers. I mean, on the business side, it's not uncommon you'll get a, an invoice or a PO from someone you've never met before. On the personal side, if you're getting an email from a total stranger and say, hey, please click on this, well, you may want to stop and take a pause. <laughs> I want to ask you a question because um, these are good lessons to think about all the time in normal sort of operating procedures. But I think a lot of us have been operating in a realm of uh, quasi-home, quasi-work, quasi-quasi, um, where different people are on our computers, some of them little people, some of them, you know, six and 10 year olds on my computer, uh, me on my wife's computer, my wife on the kid's computer, and we're checking email systems all the time. Um, that sounds like a bad idea. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, unfortunately it is. Ideally, you shouldn't. I mean, you should have a computer for work, a computer for play, a computer for the kids, and a computer for the other work. 
we all know, unfortunately, I mean, not everybody has the opportunity to have 12 computers in their house to serve all the different needs. Um, it goes back to being careful. I mean, avoid, for example, I mean, avoid installing software. Like on your work computer, you may not want to install the latest games. I mean, it's sad, kids wanted everything else, but you should try to have that separation if you can. And if you're watching email and things like that, well, be extra careful. I mean, the, the main thing with emails is twofold. It's attachments and links. So if you're reading emails and you're watching them and you're keeping up to date, the risk is fairly low. If you start clicking on links, then you have to be extra careful. You want to apply the same caution you would usually have. You want to hover over the link, make sure it's really sending you where you think you are. And attachments, well, be very, 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 very sure what you're clicking on. Because uh, I mean, and because it, it gets complicated. I mean, I remember a case from two years ago. One of our clients got an email from their soccer coach, and the soccer coach had an email saying, "Hey, change of practice time. Look attached document." How crafty is that? I mean, how bad? And then, and the reality is, they were playing soccer. It was the coach. It was, but. The system figured out, I mean, somebody got in their mailbox, sent the email to everybody that they were connected to, and that attachment had a payload. <laughs> it, was a, it was containing a bit more. And it's one of the ones that, I mean, how would you even think of not clicking on that one? And that's where, I mean, the layer defense becomes important. And that's where you'd still need that last layer of defense is a good next generation anti-malware running on your machine. Because when everything else failed, that's the last one that will protect you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, but and it comes down to sort of the best um, technical fixes, technology fixes, and well-trained humans. Yes, and I mean, and, and, and I mean, we'll put it in there. I mean, we can go to the, the, the secret weapon. It's called a phone. I mean, if you're receiving an email and you're not entirely sure, it doesn't make sense. It, it seems out of conversation. Uh, it's not addressed to you by name. It says, dear all, the, the, anything that just raises your suspicion, Pick up the phone. Hey, just got this email from you. Did you send it? Yeah. Okay. I just want to be sure before I open the attachment, it, it kind of looked a bit out of context. Right. And I mean, because often the, I mean, we've seen it, where the answer you'll get from the answer is like, no, don't open it. <laughs> right. Something just happened. I just don't know. You're the third person to call me. Don't open. Yeah. <laughs> That's more often than not the answer you'll get. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's obviously good practice and we'll refer people uh, both to the, obviously the email blog that, that is posted right now, but also the phishing blog uh, from last month, because I think in tandem, they, they paint a, a really good picture, but sort of the, the, the steps, tactics, and sort of exercises and practices you should be implementing in your workplace and in individual computers as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and a lot of it is, has to do is the world has changed. I mean, it is not as safe as it used to be. Um, but it's also, I mean, not as dire as that. I mean, as long as you have the right tools you, and you take the right precaution. I mean, we talked to you last month about the pause moment. This time we're talking about make that phone call. There's little things you can do that are really simple. And I mean, prevention is always the easiest one. It will save you a lot of trouble, a lot of time to take these steps before. That extra phone call, it's fine. And that attachment, if you can't reach that person, I mean, it can probably wait until tomorrow. <laughs> most certainly can either that or infecting your whole system Let, let's wait for tomorrow exactly well well look we always appreciate hearing from you and the ALSA team because uh we learn a lot we appreciate the partnership because we are becoming educated as well as uh informed about 
are precautions we should take as a company, precautions we should certainly take as an industry, but also during this time when our work and home life are commingled, how to actually sort of address and think about that. Definitely happy to help. Great. Thanks, Locke. We'll talk to you guys soon and uh, catch up with you down the road. Sounds good. Talk to you soon.